No, yeah, you did it like to the side. Yeah, that was <laughs> my fault. Like, you trying to put some razzle dazzle on it? No, I saw you. Yes, it was. Speaking of razzle dazzle, this week I am Andre Three Thousand from that old cartoon on Cartoon Network, Class of Three Thousand. Andre, Andre Three Thousand is from Outcast. Yeah, with Big Boy. You know the Andre Three Thousand. Yeah, right, but all right, all right, all right, all right, yes, all right, but right. only from when he was the teacher in School Three Thousand on Cartoon Network. Oh, I never watched Cartoon he Network. Didn't... Go watch that cartoon. Wait, I watched that, that was... Toonami. Mm. Cartoon Network. I watched. I, I oh, just want to go back wait. and watch the Toonami intros. Those were yeah. so good. He's handed because he's a teenager and we were kids, so we can never stay up that late. I'll make it to like Robot Chicken and pass the fuck out. There, there was a weird fugue state that you got into if you started to see the like Adult Swim cartoons come on, mm-hmm. and you're like your twelve year old brain is like fighting to stay awake, and you just start seeing like all these crazy images. Adult Swim was great when it came out. No, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> and who are you? Huh? Who are you? I am a Yu-Gi-Oh master. <laughs> Why do you have this? Oh, my uh, cousin's son, who is like seven or eight, called me up and was like, "Hey, can you play Yu-Gi-Oh with me?" Oh, and I was like, "Okay." His his parent told them that like I Yu-Gi-Oh. played Yu-Gi-Oh when I was in high school, <laughs> <laughs> so they thought I stopped my Yu-Gi-Oh card sale. I went That's- and bought some. I told him I'll play it in a, like a week or so. Let me just learn the rules again. Like a have, I, I was gonna say you gotta just tear him <laughs> apart. You go drop five hundred dollars and build like a perfect deck. I sacrificed these three cards to pull out a blue eyes white dragon. <laughs> and I just throw a, a bunch of Kiva, the shields, those furry bastards just take L's all day. <laughs> Soul trap. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, this week, I am uh, the key that I'm missing to my personal safe with my documents inside. <laughs> but I did get some lock picks for uh, Christmas, so maybe I'll figure did out you lose to the get it another way. So you uh-huh. can get lock picks? <laughs> oh, at the long con. <laughs> yeah. So why, why lock picks? Because it's, like, fun. I, I have, like, tons of little, like, metal puzzle boxes around my house just because I need something to fiddle with. So now I can just, like, buy padlocks and use those as little puzzle boxes instead of buying, like, you know, expensive no, Hanayama he, metal puzzles. He's getting ready for the apocalypse. I guess so. I'm a gardener, bro. Actually, my seeds just... I just got an email saying that my hey. seeds that I ordered just sit, ship. Seeds, I'm a fucking sharp... Like, sh- I'm a, a sharpshooter, man. Let's do this. There you go. You got... And I'm good with woodworking. I'm hey, an engineer okay. too. Electricity. So you're a bottom. You got it. I'm a bottom. <laughs> I'm good at woodworking. We talked about this last week. 
talk about them. Wait, this season? No, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh oh. <laughs> well, you're in for a surprise, everyone. Anyway, welcome to Bros and Murder. <laughs> we talk about true crime cases of color, weird crimes, or we play you music to vibe out to. And this episode, all about that Mr. I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say Mr. T. But then Ooh, Mr. T from last year. You remember the guy that got hit in the head with the oh, can the of twisted tea? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to reference that. It's so good. You smack me with it. Oh, I think when it, the guy, he drops it at first, and I think like it's shaking up a little bit by hitting the ground. Really, I give it the extra velocity. Yeah, yeah. you know, and like, it, it sounded it sounded so crazy. Like the twisted tea could not have to have a better ad than that. Like, truly, somebody needs to sample that and make it an eight oh eight in their song. Bring the beat in. I mean, <laughs> that dude. If you are not white, please don't call me a nigga. Yeah, just please, yeah. like, because and especially like, like not to my bro, face. like. And, and, and anything, I'm not gonna say don't something. Don't use it. Just don't. <laughs> Why would I not say something at that? Why, who are you trying to talk to like that? I came here to buy a twisted tea and go home. I, now you bothering me. I was just like, oh, just because. Yeah, you got you, yours, who, buddy. Who got? Who gave you your hall pass? Like, you better just use it with that person that gave you the hall pass to use it. Don't use it on yeah. me, bro. Like the fuck. Whoever, whoever gave them that hall, whoever gave whoever hands out hall passes, you set oh. your friend up. Yeah, for failure. Because now when he get his ass beat, he got to look at you. <laughs> you said I could say it. But you said I said it was good. I have a black friend. And now, and where his, now where he at when you got to beat the fuck up in the middle of a gas station? <laughs> Bro, <I laughs> and now you all over Facebook. <laughs> My laugh was so ghetto when I was watching it, too. Oh, I can <laughs> Bro. I sent my mama that video. <laughs> the best part is that you can full on see that dude's face. It, it oh. like crystal clear. Ooh. Whoever he is, he's gonna be notorious Cancel. in his neighborhood. Just like, or just you got you the dude who got beat up by a twisted T. T, yeah, <laughs> you're never covered. Unless someone's fucking hyping him up, like, oh no, dog, you good, you good, bro. Don't hype him up. If you're friends with this no. person, don't hype him. That's up. a yeah. That's a L. He took his L. Get a new right? friend. Get better friends. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, this episode is about mystery. Ooh. And Battle, you saw the last time, so I'll no, no, no I started last time. Yeah, you you went there with it. It's so, you know what? Yeah, you did. So hit us with that T, sir. Wait, oh hit hit us with the T, my bad. I was like, wait, yeah, what? The, the Mr. the mystery, Mr. T. Yeah. T hey, I'm not looking forward to this episode. I just want everyone to know this. Yeah, you know, that you don't look forward to doing this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing this episode. Only because it's a mystery. But I think unless a crime has been solved, it's still a mystery, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, you do you do have a thing about cold cases that you don't like. That yes. You, yeah, I fucking about. hate cold cases and I have a cold case because I couldn't find any other thing mysterious. And the way that this person was murdered was far from being cold. I'll tell you that much right now. I've been locked up with my fear. And today I am going to talk about the 21-year-old Teresa Bunn. Born in 1986, 
Assuming Chicago, Illinois, I couldn't find out where she was born. Teresa was considered by her mother to be a very beautiful person. A friend of her described her as innocent. A friend of hers described her as innocent and full of life. She was loved. Teresa was a graduate of Inglewood High School and loved loud and loved music. Her peers said that, and I quote, he was a quiet one and the one that liked to make peace. While she was small in stature, standing at five feet tall, Teresa was very friendly and she was a good judgment of character, character of people that she was around. She was loving, she was caring, and she was getting ready to have a baby because she was eight months pregnant. She even had a name picked out for her future son. His name would have been Michael Pierre Terry Bunn. And on November, that's, that's a nice name. I know. Like you don't really hear Pierre's that Pierre? often in America. Yeah. Okay, my little cross. That's fancy as shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when baby you swaddle sweet. them up in a little brown blanket, it's just a croissant. My little croissant. croissant. <laughs> I could have dropped my croissant. <laughs> <laughs> but on November twelfth of two thousand seven, this is the last time that anyone would see Teresa alive. So, on November 12th of 2007, Teresa told her family that she was going to go shopping. It is important to note that her mother said she did have a medical condition, or a mental condition, but they didn't specify what she was struggling with. So, she goes out shopping. There were no... I don't think they pulled bank records, or they didn't mention bank records, or pinging a cell phone, which is something that we're able to do with technology now even with it even in yeah that's pretty, that's pretty like standard now isn't it that yeah someone was missing they didn't talk about that at all and i think that's something to point out which i wish they would have mentioned that or pinged where she was because as night fell her family started to worry because she hadn't come home she didn't call she had no communication with them he just disappeared and during this night, the family was more worried because the Chicago Police Department found the remains of a charred woman at a Washington Park dumpster that same night. So this woman burned alive. A day goes by. No word. Another day goes by. Still nothing. On the day that they finally got the news... Teresa's family did not want to hear it. After going missing on a Monday, and when the authorities finally arrived at her family's house on the Thursday, before detectives could even enter the family's house, her family already knew what happened and was torn. Upon entering the house, the according to the Chicago Tribune, her sister cried out, She's dead. She's dead. My sister's dead. And she was outside while she was doing this, letting her neighbors know, letting her friends know, letting her families know that Teresa had been murdered. And it's there's smaller communities there that kind of stick together. There's a lot of stuff that happened in Chicago that no one wants to talk about, but whatever. But a scary part about her murder was how it was done. When they found her body, 
she had been set on fire. But prior to being prior to being set on fire, she was actually strangled before she was set on fire. So they strangled her first and then set her on fire. Well, at least she didn't have to burn alive because that's a yeah awful. That's like one of the worst deaths. Right. And to make it even worse, the murderer just threw her in a trash can and left her. The only way they were actually able to identify Teresa was through her dental record. But it wasn't just her that was murdered that day. Remember, she was pregnant with her son? Not just pregnant, but she was eight months pregnant, meaning he was going to give birth in like a month. In my opinion, that's a double homicide. But after reading more into this, there are some incidences that Teresa had actually ran into herself. She was in a really rocky relationship and she had she had an order of protection filed against her by this guy that said, and I'm quoting again, that she was making threatening phone calls to him and his family trying to pin the unborn baby on him. And she was actually arrested for violating that order. And apparently they never had sex, according to this dude, which it's easy to say that when a someone that's dead can't defend themselves. It can't yeah. We can't um, get like a DNA thing going. But eventually she got back or like when she was still alive, she was able to file a complaint against that person and saying that they were the ones stalking and harassing her because she was pregnant and she was pregnant with his child, but they never had any other information that actually led me or let anyone else believe that this like dude was concrete. responsible for the murder right there was nothing well it there was nothing to trace it back to this dude and there's nothing to trace back okay who the father is of the baby baby but it was just a really interesting fact that i found out that like okay she had her own run-in with the law before this all happened and Another weird thing about this case is that there was another woman that was killed in the same manner in that she was found strangled and burned in a dumpster a day after she had gotten murdered. And get this, it was only two miles away from where Teresa was found. And what was synonymous with this with these cases was that they were both black women murdered in the same way in the same area with that other victim police went out and handed out flyers to get to the and try to get to the community to try to figure out what was going on because it's two homicides and well three homicides within 48 hours but unfortunately no one had any ideas or any leads and today this case is still unsolved it is nice to say though that the community did come together to hold a vigil for Teresa. And the family didn't have a formal a formal funeral, which is why they had the vigil. And they didn't have a formal funeral because of the condition, you know, that Teresa died in. Like, they couldn't do that. They didn't want to. So they wanted to honor her some a different way. So, I know we'll have the show notes, but if you have any leads in this case... You should contact the Chicago Police Department at 312-746-6000 because this case is ongoing and it still remains unsolved. Wow. Well, and to think, like, to 
to set someone on fire is like a very, one, obviously very aggressive act, but very visible. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised that. Kind of personal, too, because like you want to ruin, like you really want to disfigure them. Right. I don't know how this person lives because burning flesh is you, uh, there has to be some sort of neighbor who. There has to be some more lead somewhere. Nothing. Dude. Well, and on that crazy. mysterious there note, we'll take a break, and we're back. Now, see, my case is also an ongoing, still open one too. But. Mine isn't, well, no, it's just as mysterious. But I think I have a theory to what might happen to this man. Because my case is about a California teacher who was gunned down while speeding after a mysterious car filled with two men who already shot him once. So now, Jamie Perez is a 55-year-old special education teacher. He was shot dead the first week of December after attempting to chase down a vehicle whose occupants had opened fire on him, like, moments earlier. So now the teacher was parked at like three, like not that three, sorry. The teacher was parked up on Eucalyptus Ave at like 7.30 a.m. in his car, just minding his business when the suspect's car pulled up alongside of him. And detectives say that the people got out, like jostled the door, tried to get inside and then just shot two rounds off and then backed off. And this is cooperated with a neighbor whose outdoor camera saw you know, the whole incident happened and they, you see like the two men get out their car, try to open the driver's side door, take two shots. And then the teacher press kills off all on the curb, try to get away. So Jamie accelerated on the curb and the other suspect got back into the car, took their car, pulled up next to him again. Those cars collided. They shot a couple more times and then finally sped away. And Jamie got shot a couple times in his torso and died. And just no leads. Nothing. No motive. Nothing at all. The car is completely gone. And no one knows anything. It doesn't seem like a robbery. Because they, you know, tried to open the door. Couldn't. And then just shot him. Well, so his family said they, they suspect a carjacking. But was he involved in anything crazy? That's what I was looking into. And I was like dipping and diving on like. I tried to go to Reddit, didn't find much on Reddit, but the Facebook, and a couple people were saying that he might have been involved with some bad people back in the day, but there's nothing concrete. So some people were kind of saying that he just had like enemies out there. But then you put that next to all the comments of the people in his neighborhood and his students who had nothing but like amazing and high things to say about him. So I I think what happened was what his family said and that's a carjacking gone wrong because there's just nothing out there so far that would give someone a reason like assassinate this dude right well so the what trips me up about that is so they shot him twice and then if you're trying to steal the car you have to get out of there like you know exactly. you're, you're clearly not getting the car there's a dead body in it you gotta just go but well, he wasn't even dead yet they just so oh, they went to the side true. Tried to but get then, in there. Then, like, then going shot. back to shoot him again to, like, finish him. After like, crashing your cars together. Yeah, that seems weird. I, and, after he cha- and after he chased you. I don't know 
if this holds any merit or anything like this, but you made a comment about everyone had nothing but good things to say about him and whatever. And students, he was a teacher. Yeah, especially in AC. So when I was in high school, this teacher, which I won't name him, he was, everyone loved him. He was like a coach and all this stuff. But it turns out he was like really nasty and gross and he ended up getting going to like jail for a while and being put on probation because he would show a x-ray of his like pelvis but you could see his wiener and he would show it to like oh. the high school girls so it's like but and like when it came out like everyone was shocked because he was yeah like super good in like nice. status his status was like great and it was just crazy so it's like what if something like that happened and because of you know, our community's not like it. Like in our community, there's a really big like no, not being a snitch, and like saying yeah. anything. They handled it their own way. Not saying that that's what happened here, but it's yeah. You never know. Yeah, you know. Well, and you know, there are disgruntled student, you know, crimes that happen, you know, all over the nation. You know, it, it could have been a disgruntled student or family of a student. Yeah. All, we, all we know is from what the camera saw and that's just two men in bl- all black clothing yeah I forgot to mention that they were both uh, wearing all black all black see that's another thing that like I don't uh, I, I don't know shit about shit but I don't imagine you would carjack someone in like recognizable clothing like that that's true you know that's true cause if you, I feel like if you're carjacking somebody you're probably doing it on a whim I would totally wear I would totally wear all black if I was going to rob someone, especially a vehicle, because it makes me blend in with the surroundings, and it's harder to. But would you? But would you after shooting someone and having them chase you in their car? Would you also stop to finish the job and kill them too, or would you just take it as a loss and try to get away? No witnesses, bro. Except for the you know the ring cameras. or camera or whatever it was. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Look at my sweater right now. Yeah, we just see your face. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why it is a mystery. Yeah. And I'll put the uh, contact information for Crime Stoppers in a local police department in the uh, show notes. So if you have anything on this or know anything, try to reach out because it's still up in the air. But I, I think I'm leaning more towards like. A carjacking, but again, you never know till you know. But now it's time for Roberts. So before we start, we were talking about like mystery, spooky weirdness. Uh, have you ever heard the sound of someone like whistling and humming at the same time? No, I have never heard someone whistle hum. It is like for whatever reason permanently branded into my brain. Anytime like mystery TV shows come on, I always like. Imagine it. It's like a like whistling. Oh no, I do know what you're talking. Okay, Strange. Yeah. Either that has nothing to do with the the weird of the week. <laughs> I, we were just talking about mis- mystery stuff. No, but weird of the week. I have a question for you. Do you know where eels come from? Fish. <laughs> so 
eels, you know, that thing that's existed for a really long time, we don't really know how they reproduce. Like, at all. Oh. What do you mean? They don't lay egg? Uh, I thought they'd lay... I and assume then, like, they another, fi- another eel comes and fertilizes it. Fertilizes them? We assume they do this. We have no record of eels reproducing. Huh. So, even stranger is you might think to yourself, but, like, that's a farm fish. Like, there are eel farms. Yeah, there are eel farms, yeah. They go find baby eels and then raise them for the rest of their lives till they can, like, sell them because they're big enough. There are some crazy theories about, like, eels all migrating to Bermuda into a special area where the salinity is really high and then spawning like a regular fish where, like, you know, they lay eggs and then another fish comes along and fertilizes the eggs. And and jerks off on top of it, yes. Yes, yeah, but we don't, we can't record it. We don't know where they go. We don't know where they come from. Uh, (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Look, even, like, okay, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the Encyclopedia of New Zealand, like, a .gov site from New Zealand. As New Zealand eels have never been seen spawning, this part of their life cycle is based on what scientists think happens. We don't know where eels come from. This is upsetting. <laughs> and you might think to yourself, well, I mean, there's freshwater seals, or eels, they're not going to Bermuda. When they spawn, they may travel to salt water and then return to freshwater. Well, good thing all my... I have done nothing but ornithological studies. <laughs> I study birds. I'm just kidding. Well, and maybe if, like, eels were a little bit larger, we could, I like, could see, yeah. put a little tracker on them. Bro, but about an, the tiny an, wiggly boys, yeah. Have you seen boys. an electric eel? Like one of the big ones that live in They do mud? get pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So you could tag... Well, but then I wonder if they tried to tag that if when they vibrate and they actually make electricity or a shock, I wonder if that would fry the microelectronics inside the tracking device. Or maybe their bodies... They would have to it. insulate it. I mean, I guess they could if they had it in like a plastic thing, it's like an insulator. Well, and it would have to be something that could be 100% waterproof. For extended periods of time, put a tag on it, like yeah, just double Ziploc bag. It I think, be fine. I think, I think they're just like prude. They don't want you to watch it. Yeah, but also eels apparently, or most eels, only uh, lay eggs once in their life. Females only lay eggs once. So even if you are to tag an eel, you have to do it before it's given out its eggs for the one time that it does it. Yeah. And th- th- as far as animals that travel between freshwater and saltwater is pretty rare. Like very few. Like I think some like porpoises do it and stuff. But it's it's it drives me crazy the fact that this animal that has existed for so long we don't have records of spawning. Can't watch it spawn. Crazy. And they look weird. Eels look weird. <laughs> I used to eat eels. I've eaten eel. Yeah. I've eaten an eel before. Yeah. I just never thought about where it came from, and now I know. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it so was, it was. That's just been worming around in my brain for worming a little around. too long. Yeah, it's going to worm around in mine now, too. Thank you for that. Where did eels <laughs> come from? Where did 
I, I found this uh, YouTube documentary where this guy was talking about eel spawning and stuff. Uh -huh. And he says, the first thing you learn when you start to study the eel is you will have questions that you don't get the answers to. <laughs> Why don't they just farm it and like keep them like, you know how they have fish farms? Yeah. So I, I imagine it's something along the lines of like the conditions aren't correct for them to spawn. So they won't. Because they just pick up baby ones out of the, the wild. Where the fuck are these eels going? Yeah. The, I like the theory of them going to Bermuda. Uh, just because then it's like, big eel orgy in Bermuda. Once in a lifetime opportunity. I'll see you there. <laughs> are you the going next week? This fucking, what's, that, what's that fucking festival called? Uh, a heat tap or something like that? Wow. Heatnism. No. <laughs> Is ill hedonism, uh. <laughs> and I hope you enjoyed our mysterious episodes. We had two cold cases in <laughs> the mystery of the great eel. The great eel that is pretty cool, though. I'm super <laughs> intrigued about this. So, uh, we're closing down. What do I have to say? I didn't miss the opening tag, right? No. We no, said it okay. I said it this time. Oh, I'm waiting to call you out again, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just. So enjoy the music. Check the show notes for all the important links. You can donate. You can check out merch. Um. Oh, I said um. First time in a long time. <laughs> Battle, do you have anything to plug? Battle's still on Twitch. He's doing his Twitch thing. He I never talks about I, it here. I don't ever talk about it. Yeah, I'm still twitching. Twitch. Oh, hello, blog. <laughs> oh, blog, Twitch. Robert, you got anything you want to plug? Nah, you can find me on the internet if you're looking for me. Yeah, you can see I'm hot thought and bopping around. Oh, yep. Uh, so but yeah, so if you're new, <laughs> if you're new, dreamy. subscribe. If you're old, lubricate them knees. And, uh, <laughs> well, bye. Some glucosamine into your life. <laughs> yeah, fam.
Credit card bill. 